Hello and welcome to the Battle Cry podcast with Mark Mecklen. Catch the original live broadcast Sunday nights at 8pm Eastern. Go to conventionofstates.com slash pod to learn more. And now, here's the battle cry with Mark Meckler. Welcome. We're glad to have you. It is definitely a new year and a lot happening in the new year. And a lot of really exciting stuff happening. But the most important stuff won't happen without you. And number one, that means you're here, you're listening, you're watching, you're spreading this around. I would ask up front that you spread this around to at least five people. You know, every week we have somewhere between 25,000 and 50,000 people who watch the battle cry. I'd like to see that push upwards of a quarter million people a week. You can make that happen by sharing this on Rumble, sharing it on Facebook, sending links to all your friends. Go out, everybody gets five and we'll be up near a quarter million before you know it. The other thing that you need to do is you need to do something. You need to be involved in the fight. I mean, the purpose of the battle cry is to talk overall in an overarching sense about self-governance, about the idea that this country belongs to each of us and that it's up to each of us to do what we can do, small or large, to preserve it for future generations. Now, if you have kids, you're probably worried about preserving it for your kids. I know I am. My kids are grown now, but I worry about what kind of country I'm going to leave for them. Hopefully, I'll have grandkids soon. Lucy, are you listening? You know, I shouldn't say that on air. Sorry, honey. But, uh, you know, hopefully we have grandkids. You, A lot of you already have grandkids, and you want to leave a good country for them. And maybe you don't have kids at all. But we still, if you don't have kids, have an obligation to our posterity. The reason that you and I live in the country we live in and we have the opportunities that we have and we're still able to communicate freely, at least as freely as we are, is because people before us made the sacrifice. They stepped up and they did the things that were necessary. In some cases, they gave treasure and they gave their money. In some cases, they gave their time. In some cases, they made the ultimate sacrifices and gave their lives. But ultimately, all of us have to do some of that, something among that. So support COS, spread the word around, give money to COS. You can go to conventionofstates.com and you can donate there. So do that, get involved by donating in COS. And I think, and my battle cry call to action for the day is actually get involved, actually do the work of Convention of States. And you do that by going to conventionofstates.com, sign the petition if you haven't already done so, click on the take action tab, and I'm going to recommend a particular position to you today. I'm going to recommend that you jump in with both feet and you sign up to be a district captain. And what a district captain is, is somebody who says, you know what? I'm willing to take responsibility if other people won't. Maybe you don't have one of these in your district. I'm willing to be in charge of my state legislative district. Now, don't be intimidated by that. That might seem to you like a really big thing. And it's important to us. But the truth is, you don't have to know anything. You don't even have to know who your representative is. You don't have to know how your legislature functions. You don't have to know how to communicate with a bunch of people. All you need to know is that you're willing to put in the work because we're going to provide you with all the training. We have Convention of States University. We're going to walk you through step-by-step -step how to do it. And it's not just watching it on your own and figuring it out. You're going to have actual hands-on mentors with you, people in the state leadership team that are willing to work with you directly and personally to teach you all this stuff. And that's going to turn you into an effective grassroots advocate. And not just for the Convention of States cause, not just for the cause of calling a convention. For example, maybe you live in a state like Texas or, or Georgia or Florida, states that have already passed the Convention of States application. Now you and your team in that state are going to be involved in the things that are important to you in your state legislature. Things like 
the continuing fight for life, things like ballot and election integrity, things like maybe property tax reform or second amendment rights, you're going to be engaged and you're going to learn how to influence your legislature about all of those things, how to be an effective advocate and an effective activist for the things you care about. You know, a lot of organizations out there will tell you that they support and they have grassroots activists and God bless every single one of them. This is not a criticism of any other organization, but I just want you to understand what's different about Convention of States. And one of the big things is that we're going to give you things to do that are always meaningful, where you always can accomplish something and we're going to measure activity. I don't really care how many people are on our email list or how many people are on the Facebook page or how many people click on a petition. I mean, it's good and we count petition numbers, but much, much more important than that are how many people are actually active. Because when we talk about activists, we measure that by people who are actually active, not just people who sign up. So that's my charge for this week. That's the battle cry. That's the call to action. Get out there, go to conventionofstates.com, sign the petition, go to the take action page and sign up to be a district captain. If that one doesn't appeal to you, lots of other positions there, just sign up to be a volunteer and somebody will contact you, figure out where your skill set and your interest is, but become an activist today. All right, so a lot of stuff has happened since the new year. We obviously saw last week the battle for the speakership of the House of Representatives. And a lot of people were really upset by the battle itself. They were frustrated and they felt like, this is all a big waste of time, why are we doing it? And I gotta be honest with you guys, I count myself among those people initially. And I just thought, Kevin McCarthy is gonna be speaker, so what's the point? There's no chance for anybody else to be speaker. This is stupid, this is theater, et cetera. That's me, that's what I thought. And I have to say here and now for the record, I was completely wrong about that. And I know that that's not what people who are involved in politics usually do, saying I was wrong is something that people who get engaged in politics don't nor are not normally willing to say for the record. I'm willing to say it because the reality is the 20 or so folks who led that rebellion uh, and I got to point out one of the great leaders of that rebellion was Chip Roy from here, from here in Texas, a good friend of Convention of States. The people who led that rebellion got a lot of great stuff. They got a lot of great reforms. They got a lot of great things that are now in the rules of the caucus. That rules package was approved uh, uh, this last Monday. And so incredible. Those rules are now in place. Uh, things like there's going to be a vote on a balanced budget amendment. There's going to be a record vote on term limits. Uh, things like the guaranteed removal of the 87,000, a vote on the 87,000 IRS agent. So a lot of the stuff that we wanted got put in this rules package because 20 folks or so were willing to stand against all the pressure. And I just want to say to those of you who did that, who are willing to stand despite all the pressure, and some of it pressure from the right, and I wasn't pressuring, but including me who thought it wasn't a viable strategy, we were wrong, you were right, and thank God for you guys because now what we have is Kevin McCarthy has become Speaker of the House and some good things are already happening. So let's talk about the good things that are happening right now. I think one of the first things, maybe the biggest thing that happened out of these negotiations is McCarthy agreed, and it's now happened, that a new House subcommittee has been formed by Jim Jordan under the Judiciary Committee, and that House subcommittee now is there to investigate the weaponization of government against the American people. And you know, and I know, we need that. We don't even have to go through the litany of all the agencies. We can name just a few, the FBI, the DOJ, uh, I mean, even agencies like the IRS, Health and Human Services, 
the armed forces have been weaponized, frankly, uh, sort of structurally and policy-wise against people like us who share our values. So now there's a committee that's been formed, and I guarantee you, knowing Jim Jordan, this committee is going to seek out all the evidence. It's going to push really hard. We're going to learn a lot about what has been going on with our federal government and how it's been so politicized. Remember that a lot of whistleblowers have already spoken to Jim Jordan and his office, so they've got a lot of places they can start. I imagine the subpoenas are going to start flying. I imagine we're going to have hearings pretty quickly. I think this is going to be a very aggressive effort by Jim Jordan and the Republicans to clean house and to stop the federal government from being used to target its own citizens like you and like me, because I've pretty much had it with this. And that's not a representative republic, and that's not liberty, and that's not going to work in America. And God bless the 20 who made this happen, and God bless Speaker McCarthy for keeping his promise to make this happen, and Jim Jordan for actually making it happen. You know, if there's a politician I trust in Washington, D.C. to do what he says he's going to do, that's Jim Jordan. So I think he's going to get at this. Uh, the second thing is Congress passed uh, or set up a new select committee, and again, this is Jim Jordan a new select committee to investigate China as an adversary. I think we we're really blessed to have President Trump who actually viewed China as what it was, an adversary out on the world stage, a military adversary, a cultural adversary, an economic adversary. And now we're going to have a subcommittee under judiciary, under Jim Jordan, that is going to dig in and is going to investigate it, investigate exactly where COVID come from, came from, because we know... And they're going to find out all the evidence and they're going to dig in and they're going to issue the subpoenas. They're going to find out exactly what happened with COVID and they're going to find out exactly what China's role was, which most of us have a pretty good idea, but they're going to gather the facts and the evidence and they're going to have hearings. And I think it's going to be good. I think this is really important. President Trump, God bless him, treated China as an adversary. Joe Biden, since the second he got in office, I think because he's beholden to them, probably stuff with Hunter Biden, has not treated them as an adversary. And you, well, this was bipartisan, by the way, I, I want to say you had 68 Democrats vote in favor of forming up this committee. And I think that's a really good thing. Some voted against it. So I, I don't understand that, why you would vote against investigating China as an adversary. But I think this is a good thing. Another thing that's going to happen. Uh, the next thing that happened, and I, I shouldn't say, I don't know that these are naturally in sequence, but I got to tell you another good thing. I'm overwhelmed with the good stuff coming out of the House of Representatives right now. We'll see what ultimately happens, but a lot of good stuff. The House said that the first bill, Speaker McCarthy said the first bill that they were going to deal with was defunding 87,000 new IRS agents. And lo and behold, um, yeah, they did it. They actually passed a bill defunding the 87,000 new IRS agents. This was voted for on partisan lines. All the Democrats voted against it. I don't know how the Democrats can vote in favor of the IRS. Uh, they say those 87,000 new agents are just there to serve you, to help you, <coughs> excuse me, apparently more efficiently and effectively pay your taxes. Winston, I think he likes the idea of withdrawing the 87,000 FBI agents too, right, Winston? You know, you're in the way, buddy. He, this is what he loves to do. This is what happens, by the way, when you have a nine-month-old Great Dane puppy. I know he doesn't look much like a puppy, but he is. Uh, so anyway, we've got that bill. Now that goes over to the Senate. What happens in the Senate is kind of anybody's guess. I think it's going to be partisan. I think they're going to defeat it in the Senate. It's a bad narrative for Democrats that they're in favor of 87,000 new IRS agents. And they, they also say they're speaking out of both sides of their mouth because the Democrats say, well, all these people are there to do is to serve you and to make your life easier. And by the way, only to go after super duper 
ultra uber rich people like Elon Musk. And then they say they're going to collect another, I think, $100 billion by doing this. So which is it? Are they collecting money from you and me, those 87,000 new agents? Or are they just there to help you? Maybe they're there to give you a massage as you get your next audit. Anyway, I think it's great that Congress kept that promise. The House of Representatives kept that promise again. Thank you to Speaker McCarthy for keeping that promise and dropping that in the laps of the Senate Democrats. Uh, next is Matt Gates has said Congress is going to release 14,000 hours of footage from January 6th that has been withheld by Democrats. And I think this is going to be really interesting. I'm guessing when they release that 14,000 hours, I'm hoping the way they do it is just dump it all out there and allow that to be crowdsourced. That's the way to do it. Put it out there. Let the people see the footage. Let the journalists who want to review it see it. Let average folks who want to see it see it. Comb through that footage. And let's figure out exactly what happened. Because I know from knowing a lot of people that were there that day that a lot of weird stuff happened that day. We know we have the, the Ray Epps story, right? The guy who appears to be at the middle of this, who said he helped foment this thing, who encouraged people to go into the Capitol, who was originally a prime witness, who was then sort of suspiciously, quote unquote, dropped by the Democrats as a witness. Um, I think we're going to see a lot about him. I think we're going to see a lot about a lot. I know a lot of these doors were just thrown open. People were let in. They were let in without being searched. I've heard stories and seen video footage of people being let in and high-fived and fist-bumped by the Capitol Police as they were let in, only to be arrested later, only to be prosecuted later. I think the real story of January 6th has yet to be told, and I think a lot of it is going to be told by this footage. I think it's going to be very damning for Nancy Pelosi. I think it's going to be very damning for the Capitol Police, and I think likely to be exonerating for a lot of the J6 defendants that are still in custody today. So I'm excited about that footage coming out. You should break out your popcorn because we might be headed toward a truth film festival. All right, next is uh, something that Congress isn't going to do, uh, but Democrats apparently wish that they could do, which I'm struggling to understand why they wish this, but they are now calling for the banning of, yes, not your AR, not your semi-automatic handgun, not your suppressor, not your bump stock, but the gas stove on which you made your oatmeal this morning. That's right. Democrats are going against gas stoves. Could it be more anti-American? Isn't there an amendment somewhere protecting your right to own a gas stove? Maybe not, but it is fundamentally American. I mean, you know the phrase cooking with gas. What are, what are we going to say now? Cooking with electricity provided by the government or something like that? And this is just truly ridiculous and absurd. And I've heard the comment, I'm going to repeat it here. A lot of folks have said, they can have my gas stove when they come pry it from my cold, dead hands. And this is just ridiculous. Apparently, gas stoves are their new fetish. I actually think what's pushing this is the idea that they want everybody on the electric grid. And the reason that they want you on that electric grid is they're installing smart, quote unquote, smart meters everywhere. And those smart meters are intended to allow them to have the power to shut off your power remotely anytime you want, anytime they want. And, and what that actually means is if you're not a good comrade citizen, they will shut off your power. I really think that's what they're going towards. They want you to have an electric car because then they can decide how much or if you can charge your electric car. They want you to have an electric stove. They want you to have an all electric house. I don't believe this has anything to do with emissions. I believe this is all about controlling the population and those who get all of their power through an electric grid are controllable. We're not going to let that happen. It's by the way, not been popular at all. 
I mean, there's a lot of blowback in the media. It's not just in the right wing media. Uh, gas stoves are equally popular, whatever your partisan makeup. Uh, maybe they're going to try and change that. They're going to try and make uh, gas stoves bad if you're a Democrat or something. But I don't think that's going to work. A lot of us like cooking with gas. I intend to keep cooking with gas. I hope you do too. And I think this one's going to be a big fail for Democrats, just like defund the police. They're saying defund the police. Now they're saying degas your house. And eventually they'll be saying, we never said that. Just like they're now saying they never said that they wanted to defund the police. Mark Meckler is fighting every day to call the first ever Article 5 Convention of States to drain the swamp once and for all. Join Mark and millions of other Americans by signing the official petition at conventionofstates.com slash pod. And now back to the show. Okay, so that's a lot of stuff. Most of it really positive. And so I love having a positive week where a lot of good stuff happened. That's how I feel about it. The weather here in Texas is beautiful right now. So I'm feeling in an especially positive mood. And me in particular, I'm feeling really positive because pretty soon I get to be on the road. Here's what's coming up uh, with COS. Lots of action all over the country right now. States that you should be watching very specifically, I would say North Carolina, Iowa, Idaho, Kansas, Wyoming, Montana, Ohio. There's a whole bunch of them. If I didn't mention your state and you got a lot happening, forgive me, I could mention all 50 states. North Carolina, you may recall we passed the House of Representatives last year. I expect that we're going to pass both the House and the Senate this year and that it's going to happen early. I think we built some great relationships in the Senate this year. We're going to have a great new sponsor in the Senate this year. The North Carolina team worked especially hard in the elections, helping the North Carolina Senate Republicans to win a super majority because those are the people who support Convention of States. By the way, you know, if it were Democrats supporting Convention of States, it might be different, but we don't have that there in North Carolina. So it's the Republicans doing it. And I have a feeling we're going to get across the finish line, uh, maybe early in North Carolina. In Iowa, the playing field in Iowa, I believe, has completely shifted over the last couple of years. I've been to Iowa a bunch of times. I've spoken at the family leader banquet. Uh, Mike Ferris is tight with family leader. Those guys have a lot of influence, so we've been appearing there. Uh, the founder of family leader, leader Bob Vanderplotz, has become a good friend of COS. And I know Mike Ferris is headed out there sometime in the coming two months. So I think Iowa looks pretty good for us. Idaho, another place that's been very difficult for convention states, looks really strong this year. Thanks to the grassroots team in Idaho, I think we're moving and I think we're moving fast there. Uh, another place would be Wyoming and Montana. So sort of the mountain states appear that they're on the move. I'm pretty excited about that. Again, big shifts in the legislature in Wyoming and Montana. Great sponsorship, uh, great leadership from our prime sponsor in Montana which is so appreciated to get that kind of stuff and, and get legislators who are really in the game with us, traveling all over the state and speaking about it. So I think Wyoming and Montana look pretty good and those are short sessions. So I think those would be in the running to happen early. Uh, Kansas, there's a bunch of interesting stuff happening in Kansas around the rules. Uh, we always get close in Kansas. This could be our year to get over the line in Kansas. Ohio, super interesting. Uh, Matt Huffman, big Article 5 guy, is the president of the Senate. In the House, there's been some really weird stuff going on. Uh, one of Derek Marin, uh, Representative Derek Marin, looked poised to become Speaker. Unfortunately, uh, you had 30 of the um, Democrats aligned with, I think, the squishy Republicans in the House. And so now you got to vote with Democrats and Republicans voting to make a squishy guy Speaker of the House. Not that's going to get reversed. They've been censured by the Ohio Republican Party, I believe. 
it's an absolute mess over there. But uh, hey, if you're in Ohio, you should reach out to your your member of the House and let him know to vote for Derek Marin for Speaker. Uh, that's the guy who's going to represent COS there in the House. So really appreciate what's going on in Ohio, that big fight. In Tennessee and Texas, I saw great pictures in our grassroots photo album of those guys out and about and in the fight in the legislature in Texas. There was a fight over Speaker. There was a fight over committee assignments. For whatever reason, the Speaker of the House, uh, just like Ohio, is elected in a conglomeration of Democrats and Republicans to keep conservative Republicans from running the House of Representatives. Really a mess here. We have Democrat chairs. Uh, I don't mean to be partisan, but I'm not aware of many legislatures uh, of any other, frankly, where you have a Republican-dominated legislature and you have chairs of the of the uh, committees that are people from the other party who stop the agenda of the majority party. doesn't make any sense. That's how it runs here in Texas. There's a fight over the rules around that. So that's going to be a really interesting one. So our Texas team was in the House for the swearing in of the Texas legislature. That was pretty cool to see for the fights uh, and the speeches about the speaker. You could see the Texas team cheering for speaker candidates that they thought would carry their agenda. We're working in Texas on the removal of the sunset clause. That's a big deal. we got a couple more sessions to get that done, but I'm hoping we get it done this session. Man, just a lot of stuff going on. I saw the Tennessee team, saw a bunch of pictures of them in the legislature. I know one of the things they're working on, uh, they're working with Matt Walsh and his team from the Daily Wire on the end childhood mutilation bill. I think there are bills like that coming out of several other states. Texas is one, Ohio's another one. I think this is gonna be a big movement across the country preventing the childhood mutilation, childhood chemical castration uh, for this weird gender theory stuff. I think those things are gonna be prevented by state legislature all over the country. Matt Walsh leading the charge on that. COS team right there with him. So lots and lots and lots of incredible stuff going on. Very specifically, I'll be traveling to North Carolina with Mike Ferris for a town hall on the 19th. So let's see, that's seven days from today. So next week, before I come to you again, I will be in North Carolina. If you wanna know more about that, you can go to conventionofstates.com and look up what's going on in North Carolina. Let's do our favorite part of the battle cry now. We're gonna go to questions and answers from you, our brilliant viewers. So first comes from Mark White of Hawaii. What's your prediction for the first state to pass this year? Oh, Mark, you know I can't do that. I might jinx it. I mean, there's a lot of states that have possibility of being first. I think North Carolina, I think Iowa's up there, I think Wyoming, Montana, maybe Kansas. But I, you know, if I had to handicap it, I'm gonna say North Carolina, Wyoming, Montana. Mainly Wyoming and Montana because they're such short sessions and everything moves really fast. Uh, North Carolina because they already passed the House previously. And I think we look a lot better in the Senate. So I think we could get it there quickly this year, hopefully. There you go. I try not to do that, but I just did it. You got me in trouble, Mark. Thanks a lot, man. All right, Gene Citrone wants to know what's happening in the common theft of Pennsylvania. Ah, oh, Gene, Gene, Gene. Maybe you can tell me. It's chaos in the House of Representatives. Uh, there was a weird deal that was made by a Democrat to turn independent, to become speaker, because right now it looks like the Republicans have the majority until May when there'll be a special election to fill a couple of seats. Uh, and then there was a bunch of rigmarole. The Democrats sworn a speaker. That was not legal. So this deal was made. This guy said he was not going to be a Democrat. He was going to be an independent. And once he got sworn in as speaker, he now says that he's a Democrat again. I don't know what's going to happen. 
Common theft of Pennsylvania. That seems like a, a good name for it right now. Let me say this. It's a mess. How's that? Edna Kruger asks, did you know COS was mentioned on the Chris Salcedo show on Newsmax the other day? I did, Edna. Lots of you, and I appreciate that. Text us or email us or whatever, however you communicate with us, poke at us on Facebook when you see us out there on the air. Sometimes we don't know that's going to happen, so we appreciate when you let us know. I know there was some extensive conversation uh, with Mark Levin on his show uh, last Friday about Convention of States, about 20 minutes talking about Convention of States as a solution. He talked to Chip Roy, I believe, on Life, Liberty, and Levin and brought up Convention of States. We've been getting a lot of air. And here's one you might not know because I haven't announced it anywhere. You're going to be the very first to hear, which is I did an interview with Tucker Carlson over the Christmas holiday break. I went to his studio, recorded the Tucker Carlson Today Show, which is behind the paywall at Fox Nation. And I did an hour interview and that will air next Tuesday. So they'll start promoting that shortly. Uh, next Tuesday, that will be on air. And Tuesday night on Tucker's show, Tucker and I were texting yesterday on Tucker's show Tuesday night, there'll be a clip from the full interview. So if you're not a subscriber to Fox Nation, to their what's behind the paywall, all the incredible content that, that they have there, I recommend you do it. I know they have a deal. I think if you're a veteran, if you're a first responder, I think your first year is free. That's pretty cool. So if you're a veteran or first responder, sign up now. If you've got to pay a few bucks, do it anyway. Uh, support the good guys. Watch the interview. What you're going to hear is you're going to hear Tucker say that he is a full-fledged supporter of Convention States. It was a great interview. Really fun to spend an hour recording with Tucker. He's the guy. I mean, he's just such an incredible guy. I just appreciate him on the air so much. Patty and I try to watch him every day. So look for that uh, in the coming week. And let's close with this, which is, I'm going to close where I started, be a district captain, join the organization, get involved, do something. It's going to be up to you. Really, this is not a joke. The nation's going to fall. And if it falls, <laughs> it's going to be because you didn't get involved. It's going to be because I wasn't involved enough or people that I know I hadn't done enough to encourage them. And we can save the nation from falling by getting involved, by being involved, and by being in the fight. Look, grassroots founded this great nation. Grassroots have always fought for this great nation. And when the nation has been risk, at risk, the grassroots have stepped up and saved the nation. Grassroots built this nation by drawing it out of its very soil, by mining and farming and all the industries that grassroots have built up, by putting in their blood, their sweat, their tears, their intellect, their money, grassroots have built this nation. And now it's up to us to save it. So go to conventionofstates.com, sign the petition if you haven't done that already, and then click on the resources, or sorry, on the take action tab and go ahead and sign up to be a district captain, get involved at that level or sign up for any volunteer position. I prefer district captain, but any place you want to get involved, sign up just to be a grassroots volunteer. Somebody will contact you, you'll get trained and you'll be part of the solution instead of just whining about it. So God bless you guys. Uh, we'll see you in North Carolina next Thursday, and we'll see you next week on The Battle Cry. This has been the podcast version of The Battle Cry with Convention of States Action President Mark Meckler. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com slash pod and become part of the solution that's as big as the problem. Thank you for listening.